8.46 now. The worst form of inequality is to try to make unequal things equal. This week's quote with Toi Kyung, Hong Kong University Law School. Um, good morning to you, first of all. Good morning. What I love about this week's quote that you've picked for us is that there's no chance we can uh, actually hear it in itself, can we? Because... Where does the quote come from? Uh, it's from Nicomachean Ethics, um, Aristotle. So unless you speak little, ancient Greek. <laughs> and also a little bit before the audio recording time. Uh, yes, somewhat. <laughs> But uh, it's a very relevant quote as well. That's the other thing to say about it. Well, in fact, um, I noticed that you, I think, covered this topic because it's none other than, none other than a reference to um, a newspaper headline that I caught this week, which said... Um, Son Heung-min is allowed to, but BTS is not, referring to a special military exemption um, for having won a gold medal at the Asian Games for the soccer player Son Heung-min. But BTS, the, um, the boy band or the idol group, they achieved, I think, number one in the Billboard charts for the second time this year or mm -hmm, something like mm -hmm. this. Something amazing. But they don't get to um, get this military exemption. And I thought we might sort of take an opportunity to discuss it in a slightly more sort of in-depth way, perhaps. Yes, I, I agree. And, and, and we, we touched on this a little bit well, several times, actually, uh, uh -huh. is, is a recurring theme, but particularly this week. So, first of all, what's your view? Uh, do, you, do you think there should be military exemptions for anyone? Well, the short answer is actually no. And, you know, you said that this ha you have covered this several times, and the topic itself is a really old chestnut. You know, it <laughs> comes back again and again. And it seems to be particularly after the end of the Asian Games, not so much after Olympics or even the World Cup, because I think people sort of appreciate um, the effort that actually goes into anybody who takes part in those games um, and the fact that it's, uh, it's so much work. And perhaps also the fact that people tend to watch it more, so they actually you know, appreciate what the, uh, the athletes do. But I think we probably don't um, get exposed to the Asian Games as much, and it's certainly not, you know, as well covered in the media. So we perhaps might have less appreciation for the effort that the players make. But at the same time, I think um, it's if we think that this exemption is granted on the ground that um, these athletes have enhanced the reputation by winning gold medals at these games. I think it's right that people question, well, is it, is it really you know, true? Can we really equate this to, um, say, winning the Chopin um, competition or uh, even achieving number one spot in the Billboard charts? Yeah, there seems to have been some confusing reporting because th there was this feeling that... Um For certain artistic merits, there could be an exemption. Like if you come first or second in, in certain international accolades. like competitions, yeah. Et but but yeah. what those competitions are, it seems to be quite a grey area. A absolutely, and you know it's a, such a mess. This rule, and it really comes back to the fact that it was never really clearly thought through. Because when we 
you know, agree that we are going to privilege somebody like this and give them an exemption from a duty that's supposed to be imposed on everybody equally, then you really have to think about, well, what does it mean? You know, who merits that kind of privilege? And that's never really been thought through properly. And this is where the whole problem stems from. Um, And it's actually sort of in the same vein as the topic that we covered last week, which Mm. is about the... Um, the cheating scandal at a high school. And that was also about somebody trying to gain an unfair advantage um, uh, and essentially tilting the, the, the playground, in a sense, um, to take advantage of the situation. And I think people sort of feel that this is the same, but in a systemic way, because the rules are uh, couched or made in such a way that it's applied in an unfair manner. And we as a society tend to have a really heightened sense of injustice. Um, we really tend to, I think, have an acute sense of what is unfair, what is unjust and what is unequal because at the end of the day, this is not just about a question of you know who gets exempted from military service and who does not, but it's really getting at the heart of the core values of our democracy, you know, justice, equality, and fairness. And I think a lot of people in the society feel that you know, some people get an unfair advantage. Now, one thing to say is that footballers and boy band members they have a relatively short shelf life. Yes. Uh, if if they're doing well, they'll be at their peak for a decade, mm-hmm. and that would be doing very well. So is there an argument to say, well, they at least should be eligible for these exemptions because if you take them out of that game mm-hmm. uh, for a couple of years, that could be their career gone. That's true. But at the same time, you know, that's not the end of their career per se. It might be the, the end of their career as a footballer or, you know, breaking up the career as a footballer. But it doesn't mean that... Or breaking up BTS. Or breaking up BTS. But as the army said, um, if they have to do it, then the fans will wait, <laughs> simply. Um, my point is this. The rule should apply. There shouldn't be any exemptions, but there should be more flexibilities within the system to allow people to defer it for longer longer, um, and also to offer a lot more variety of alternative services. And I believe that the government should really take this opportunity together with the recent um, decision from the Constitutional Court, which said that not having an alternative service for those who conscientiously object to military service uh, is unconstitutional. So they should really take this opportunity to completely and radically overhaul the military service. But what, what's the point in having any kind of service if it's not directly geared at the military? I mean, is the argument not that the reason we have military service is if there was ever a war, mm. you've got uh, this man force, and it literally mm. is a man force, this mm. is only for men that this is eligible, who would be able to fight if necessary. I made the point on yesterday's show, uh, you know, we've already got taxes and other ways that we contribute to society without having to do a couple of years of some sort of community service. Yes, and if that's the point, if that's the if that's really the purpose of our military service right now, then that is also not working. You know, the duty then should apply to everybody, every citizen, regardless of gender and age, mm, not mm. just you know young men up to the age of twenty eight or whatever it is um, that the cutoff is right now. Uh, and I question whether the current military service system actually prepares our army to be battle ready. 
there's a really big question. I would over question this. it too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it it also leads to um, a strange form of discrimination. In a sense, at the beginning, it discriminates against young men, but once they've gone through that military service, there's this. It, it promotes inequality between the genders because it's the men who've gone through that experience that've had that bonding. I I could not agree more. So. You know, they should actually make it so that women can also participate if if they want to. Well, well must if I mean, because I, I, it's either got to be like forced or not forced. No, that's my point. Uh, currently, it's a conscription system, but I believe that it should really be based on a voluntary system. And for that to you know work, they actually have to make military service much more attractive, uh, less prone to accidents and um, abuse than the system is now. And one other thing is, I think, just to throw in as an aside, this is being talked about a lot after the Asian Games um, for the reasons you mentioned before, but also because the world is becoming more interested in South Korea. So yes. Son Heung-min is this Tottenham star. Yes. So Tottenham and the Premier League care hugely about this issue. <laughs> right. And then BTS are hugely popular around the world. So the world, 10 million fans, I heard. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we've had it with bands in the past, but... Mm-hmm. It, it means that the military service question here is becoming a global question. It, it, indeed, uh, the spotlight, you know, is being thrown on this issue, and this is what is why I really think this is is an opportunity for the the government to really engage in an in depth discussion uh, and really think about having a radical change. Thank you so much, Professor Chaw, for coming in today. Thank you, I, and I, I'm very pleased that I didn't have to do military service, I must say. <laughs> My parents made me do scouts for a while. Is that right? I wasn't a big fan of that, so I don't think I would have been well suited to the military service. I think parenthood is enough of a rite of passage and challenge in life. I see. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. I don't know how you feel about it. Maybe we'll look forward to catching up with you on that or other subjects next week. And that's our show for today.